This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. There he is, the man with the master plan. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, further ado, Scott Yeager! That's right, everybody. For our 100th episode, we've decided to switch it up. From here on out, D will be doing the intros and introducing me. How do you think that went, guys? Should we do it the normal way? Um, sure. All right, fine. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Challenge Mania. But this is not any edition of Challenge Mania. This is not episode one. This is not episode 19, 56, 84. You get the point. This is Challenge Mania 100. Thank you all so much for getting us to 100 episodes. We could not have done it without every single one of you listening, and we could not have done it without some of our amazing sponsors. This episode, Challenge Mania 100, is brought to you by DraftKings. Remember a couple weeks ago when we partnered up with DraftKings to give away some VIP meet and greet passes and a free trip to a Challenge Mania Live of your choosing? Well, due to popular demand, we are running it back. That's right, we're doing our best Jerome Bettis impression, our best Eddie George impression, this time with a free fantasy football contest this sunday championship sunday january 20th that's right totally free no deposit required no money down all you need to do is go to dkng.co slash challenge mania that's dkng.co slash challenge mania set your lineup by game time on sunday and sit back watch your players do the work and if you win fifteen hundred dollars from DraftKings, two meet and greet passes from us to the challenge mania live you're choosing that's right eligibility restrictions apply see the website for details more on that a little bit later but let's get to the podcast episode 100 you didn't come for me for 99 episodes and i know that even here on episode 100 you did not come for me either you came for d so on the line right now my co-host for 100 episodes of Challenge Mania, plus quite a few bonus episodes over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. He is the LL Bean to my Herschel, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? What is going on? On the eve of Challenge Mania Awards ending, we have our 100th episode, and it is brought to you by, by The Habit, Scott. Oh, we were going with the habit. But yes, I was just going to tell them about the habit. They should go and check out the movie trailer for the habit. The habit is a psychological thriller brought to you by the filmmaker behind the cult classic Oxymorons, which you can watch now on Amazon Prime in theater soon. But for now, check out the trailer on YouTube. It is scary AF and it stars our guest on the podcast today. And D, I don't know if you caught it. The reason I announced you as LL Bean to my Herschel is because those, my friend, are back. Backpacks, and our guest on the podcast today is the man who famously once wore our good friend Johnny Bananas as a backpack. That's right. You're L.L. Bean. I'm Herschel. 
He's the guy rocking the bananas backpack, Mr. C.T. Christopher Tamborello on the podcast for episode 100 of Challenge Mania. Yeah, he definitely looks creepy in that. Uh, if if he's the killer, if he's the killer, that that is one creepy looking killer in the in the trailer. So um, definitely hoping that everyone will go and check that out as soon as we start throwing out the uh, the link. Yeah, and don't and, even wait um, for us to throw out the link. Just go to YouTube and type in the Habit movie trailer. Put in the Habit CT Tamborello. You will find it. It will come up. You'll see it. Check it out. It's short, it's sweet, it's awesome. Watch it, show it to your friends, retweet it, uh, get the word out about this film. Um, it was, as you'll hear on the podcast, uh, guerrilla filmmaking at its best, which you got to support independent filmmaking. Um, it's how we've gotten some of our our best filmmakers over the years have come from starting out making their own projects just like this. And Johnny Hickey is clearly a filmmaker with a vision uh, and a passion for filmmaking, and he goes out and he does it. You know, and uh, he does it with some help from his friend CT. So even if you're not into horror movies, it's cool to see the big guy out there, do, you know, showing his talents in other ways. You know, I mean, you, you've seen him on the challenge competing, but now you get to see him act. Yeah. And, you know, we got the full story of John Hickey, Johnny Hickey, uh, CT's best man um, on the Patreon podcast. We got two episodes out of him uh, where he's basically given us this, you know, this elaborate breakdown of his life, which to me really felt like I was watching a movie and, you know, I, I had, I was having trouble stopping it, you know, and I'm pretty good at stopping stuff. If you listen to our regular podcast on a normal basis, I jump in and pop my head in there all the time when I'm not supposed you to pride yourself on yeah. derailing an interview. Yeah. It's probably like, your best skill. Yeah, I'm like, let's screw this up. Um, but you know, I got a lot of questions and in the Patreon podcast with, uh, with CT's best man, uh, and best friend, uh, you know, I, I was able, I was, I was having a really hard time doing that. And, uh, it's because he's got this compelling story and the, the first movie he did, uh, oxymorons, uh, we're definitely, we're going to also send out a link to get that back on, uh, Netflix. Cause I guess like every 18 months they like, you know, do like, a like swap movies and stuff like that. So at challenge mania, I, I really do feel like, you know, we're able to sort of start a fire and I want that to continue with people that, that come on our podcast and, uh, and, and, and the challengers that, that continue to basically put our lives, put their lives out there on, on TV and allow us to sort of debate, depict, uh, you know, uh, gossip per se, in a way, uh, their lives. Um, and so when they come on here, I, I really wanted to feel like, um, you know, they're getting something out of it. So I definitely hope we can, you know, we can reach astounding numbers just like, we did with DraftKings. I mean, we got that free contest coming up. They got faith in us. Um, so hopefully with this, with this, the habit trailer starring CT and I did see Johnny Hickey in there and I saw another, uh, reality Emily from, uh, from the real world Cancun, who I think might be popping on the podcast with us pretty soon, who famously oh, really? got into a little bit of a Twitter war with Jemmy. We're going to be having her on in the next couple weeks, oh. but she's in the movie too. Keep your eyes peeled for her. But Hello. what D means is support when, when the challengers and the, the cast members and your favorites, and maybe not even your favorites, but the people who make up this show that you love enough to the point where you're listening to this podcast, 
when they are trying to succeed in other endeavors, when they have passion projects, they have podcasts, they have music they're doing, they have movies, they have other things, support them. You know, maybe buy a ticket, even watch a trailer, retweet something, you know, get the, help people get the word out. And, you know, that includes, you know, Tori and Jordan and their music ventures and Jordan and his jacket company and Melinda and her great podcast, The Eighth Sin. And, you know, by listening to this podcast, you're doing just that for us. We're just saying if you, ha- if you hear a guest come on and they tell us about something else they're doing, a clothing company, an entertainment venture, something like that, support these guys because the more that we can band together as a community, you know, rising tides raise all ships and we talk about it all the time. These huge successes that have come out of the challenge world, like The Miz, like Jamie Chung, you know, like Sean Duffy and and stuff like that, where, you know, everyone else is trying to do their own thing. And the more we bring the entire challenge audience with them, Johnny Bananas doing First Look is another example. You know, the more we're able to bring all of us with them, the more everyone will succeed. And in turn, it will lift the brand and, you know, it'll keep people motivated to try new things and to try to make something of themselves outside of the show, which I think is a really cool thing. So, um, CT certainly doing that. Johnny Hickey certainly doing that uh, with a, with a great charity fight as well. In addition to the the movies he makes, he also has a charity where they raise money uh, for people with opioid addictions, and they're they're you know putting a spotlight on that huge issue that plagues a lot of communities in a lot of different states, and that's really cool. And that's what CT's been playing for when he does Champs versus Stars. But this po- whole podcast is going to be about CT, which I think you guys are excited for, and uh, let him hear it, folks. If you enjoy him on the podcast, he's not huge on social media. He probably doesn't read all of his mentions, but that doesn't change the fact that. We like to let guests know when we appreciate them coming on the show. If we were entertained by him here at the official underscore CT on Twitter and, you know, on Instagram, he is uh, at underscore famous for nothing. And uh, that is, you know, probably not the most accurate name right there for CT because he is certainly famous for something which is kicking ass on the challenge for two decades here now. So we're going to get to CT. But look. We get it. We're not idiots. This is our 100th episode. CT's a big get. We got a big fish that we reeled in. So before we get to the interview, we got a little bit of information we want to give you guys. This is probably going to be one of our biggest audiences of the year, and rightfully so. So if you don't like the spiels, if you don't like the ads, if you will, if you don't like the information, if you don't want to hear what towns we're coming to, what cool stuff we have on tap, just fast forward till you hear a guy from Boston's voice, then back up a little bit, and you'll be good to go. I don't want to hear people complaining about the length of the intro here. Um, um, we have a lot of exciting stuff on the pipeline uh, to talk about in 2019, stuff we've wrapped up, stuff that we have coming up in the next few weeks, and some exciting opportunities for you guys to win cash prizes and experiences. So I mentioned DraftKings at the top. Uh, we had such a great contest with them a couple weeks ago. They decided to run it back, but this time for free. So just get the DraftKings app. Go to dkng.co slash challengemania, all lowercase. You draft a lineup of players from the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Saints, or the, the Rams. And you will get a chance to win $1,500 to book yourself some travel to come to any Challenge Mania Live you want. And we throw in the two VIP meet and greet tickets. And that includes the shows where the VIP meet and greet is sold out like New York or Chicago. Or if you want to sit around and wait for a date that hasn't even been announced yet, that's fine too. Hey, if you don't even want to come to a show, if we're already coming to your city, you don't need the travel expenses, use the money to buy whatever you want. Um, We appreciate DraftKings for being such a great sponsor. And we will be working with them again Super Bowl weekend. So in another two weeks on February 3rd, another cash contest. That one will be $5. You'll be able to do up to five entries for that one. This one is only one entry a person, but it is for free. I mentioned those shows and I just want to break them down for you guys really quick. Next Saturday, we are at Caroline's on Broadway here 
in New York City. I don't know if you guys saw. I sent, I, tw I just text messaged Marie the poster just to show her how cool it was. She immediately just tweets it. So I was like, up. Oh, I guess we're tweeting it now. So some of you guys might have seen Craig Mary just doing some of his, his finest work. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a take on the whole uh, New Year's Eve scene in Times Square. We're all decked out in some fancy clothes. You got Susie on there, Kenny, myself, you, and Marie. Everyone who does the VIP meet and greet gets assigned one of those by you and me. They can get everybody else to sign them during the meet and greet. And then uh, we'll have a few for sale in the building, but that's the only place you can get one of these. Less than 20 tickets to being sold out, Caroline. So by the time you hear this, it might even be sold out. Make sure you go to challengemania.live for tickets. That's Saturday, January 26th. If that does get sold out, or even if it doesn't, or even if you're coming, the next day on the 27th, D will still be in town, so we're going to do something really fun. We're going to watch the Royal Rumble with the Maniacs over at the Yep, I Like Wrestling pay-per-view party over at Jack Dempsey's on 33rd between 5th and 6th, right by the Empire State Building. So if you're coming to visit that weekend and you want to see the Empire State Building, here's a way to see it up close and personal. All you have to do, because it's a free party, is email us, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com, RSVP, so we know how many maniacs are coming to watch specifically with me and D over at Jack Dempsey's. It's Sonny Sofrito. He's at Sonny Sofrito on Twitter. He runs Yep, I Like Wrestling. It's at Yep, ILW. They do parties for these events every month. But this one, we're coming to watch the Royal Rumble with you guys. We will have these limited edition Royal Rumble-themed Challenge Mania stickers that have the Royal Rumble font. It says Challenge Mania. It's got me and D in the LOD, Legion of Doom, Spikes, and it's got us with our face paint and everything like that. We will have those in the house to give away to everyone there, but then they're gone. So that's the only place you're getting one of those. Real quick, on the 9th of February, meet and greets already sold out, but we do have GA tickets available for Chicago, the Chicago Improv in Schaumburg, Illinois, right next to D's old stomping grounds, the Rainforest Cafe. We're coming back, D. This time you don't have to bust the tables. We got Weston Bergman, and I will say this. I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but if you are a fan, an old school fan of the challenge, specifically the epic elimination between Mr. Weston Bergman and Derek Kaczynski, we're going to have some limited edition merch that you can't get anywhere other than this show that will blow your mind. So get there early. It's going to be really cool. I'm not telling you what it is. Uh, Weston Bergman's there. Nani Gonzalez, the Twitter ghost, will be there. Tori Hall is in the house, and Melinda Collins, I mentioned it. If you're not listening to Melinda Collins' podcast, a hilarious show about true crime, The Eighth Sin, download it now on iTunes. You won't regret it. It's hilarious. Great panel there. Tickets for that are available at challengemaniachi.com. Wasn't getting. If you guys want CT, fast forward. But here's some more info for you. If you live in the great state of Texas, Austin 216, we're coming on the 16th of February for our only show in Texas all year. So if you live in San Antonio, if you live in Dallas, if you live in Houston, come check us out. We have a loaded lineup there. Katie Cooley, formerly known as Katie Doyle, on stage meeting Derek for the first time in 10 years. These two legends in the same room. Hunter Barfield, Nelson Thomas, Marlon Williams, a Rivals 2 finalist with Jordan, hasn't been on the challenge for a while, making a push to get back on the show. He's going to be in the house. Who knows? He might even be arm wrestling Hunter to prove that he can still cut it with the Young Bucks. He, we might do an eating challenge. Who knows? But Marlon Williams is coming down from Dallas for the show. And I'm working on one other OG who I think is going to join us when you hear this name, this blaster in the past. It's going to blow your mind. So don't wait. Get tickets. ChallengeManiaTX.com for tickets. Austin216 at the North. North door in Austin, Texas, a really badass venue. Uh, I think that covers the live shows. 
By the time you hear this, you'll have five more days of free shipping over at challengemania.shop. Uh, that expires on the 22nd. If you spend over $45, you get free shipping over there. Tons of cool new gear over there. You can get your Devil's Advocate swag, getting down to the needy greedy over there, get your Marie, your corny stuff, Car Maria stuff. Support the Challenger of the Year. That's right. We just gave away our last Challenge Mania Award. Challenger of the Year, the big shebang. Who won the year? It was Car Maria. She ran away with the vote. She won the popular vote, all the patron vote, the expert vote, if you will, compiled a podcast experts and journalists and challenge alumni she got my vote she got d's vote she won very convincingly the challenger of the year miss car maria if you want to support her there's team car gear over at challengemania.shop too um and yeah the challenge mania awards are behind us d yeah what do you have to say about that that whole experience i think we did pretty well for our first time out i was blown away by the response and the enthusiasm not just of the patrons who voted but of everyone online the whole time and i think it was a really cool thing to get people talking about here in between seasons. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you felt about it, but you know, it it was something that, you know, me and you both wanted to do and, you know, thought that it, you know, that the challenge is a worthy enough franchise to do that. You know, we often debate, you know, is it a sport? Is it not, you know, how can you not call it something like that? I mean, I saw, I know we saw a tweet uh, by Jemmy saying, you know, someone needs to tell these, some of these challenge people, this is not a sport. And in a way it, it's not a professional sport. We have on challenge mania found the, found the loopholes to turn, to not turn it into a sport. Um, and you know, it is categorized as a, a reality game show, but to be honest with you, I mean, it's, it's in between. So I think it was, I think it was pretty cool. I think the challenges, they get a kick out of it. And I feel like this is something that should have been around for a long time. And this is just the beginning. I feel like this is just the beginning. Everything starts somewhere. You know, if this many people buy into it and we can be successful that way, how, how about one day, you know, maybe we, we do pack a pack a place with, with, uh, all these, all these guests and, uh, and, and potential winners and losers. I mean, there's so many of them, you know what I mean? There's so many, there's legends, there's champs, there's completely terrible losers. Um, there's villains, there's heroes. Um, and there's people that'll never be on the challenge on again, but you know, we love them anyway. So, uh, and then there's people like you, you know, that are, that are, you know, you're not in the game. You haven't been in the game, but like you get it. You know what I mean? You're like, you know, an in-betweener. You're like the Jerry the King Lawler, Scott. You know, could be a Vince McMahon. I don't know, somewhere in there. But I think it's cool how everything's kind of coming together. And I, I love that, you know, a lot of the competitors have accepted it with open arms. You know what I mean? The funny videos by Tony, you know, the acceptance speeches. Like, people think this shit's cool. You know what I mean? And And after high school, after college, you know, after you know, sports and life and you get to go on the challenge and start over like a guy like Paulie, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, fuck, I wish I was in this, you know, in my twenties, you know? So, you know, he's out there, he's hungry. He's hungry. Stirring it up all the time. You know, it's what happens next, you know? So, and, and he, and he loves it. He didn't win anything and he loves it. He's out there trying to get a challenge mania award next year. Now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So people are proud of this stuff, you know? 
Yeah, really, really cool seeing the response from the the challengers themselves and a lot of them, you know, campaigning and a lot of people having fun with the acceptance videos and, um, you know, people getting uh, impassioned about the results. I think there was a little bit of confusion with what some of the categories meant and the distinction there and, you know, people writing in, well, how could Carl win Challenger of the Year but not Female Cast Member of the Year? And I would say, well, it's the same way a movie can win Best Picture but not necessarily win Best Cinematography or Best Screenplay. You know, Cast Member of the Year was meant to be about a specific um, type of performance and, and what it meant to be a cast member in regards to entertainment, drama, etc. And that doesn't mean Cara didn't deserve to be voted for in that category because it came down to Ashley or her for me in that category. And, and uh, for a lot of people, a lot of people voted for Cara. But, you know, I think that it, it was a really fun conversation to have. All in all, I think it was a positive experience. We're definitely going to do it next year. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, be looking for ways to improve on it, you know, elaborate on it. Like you said, maybe put it in a public venue if the timing works out. But um, really fun. And thank you to everyone who was involved directly or indirectly or even commented on it or liked a tweet or did anything regarding the challenge mania awards it was a great experience but mainly but mainly the the people that really took pride in those votes and did join the patreon to yes to, very to cool. make that happen you know it's like they understood like listen this like it's important to them too they're like listen i'll i'll become a patron for to make this count because i love the show. I love the challenge. I love the franchise. I love, you know, what this is all about. And I, I want to see it continue to grow and grow, you know, and, uh, you know, shout out to them. Yeah, shout out shouts to, to all of our patrons, new, uh, recurring, old. Shouts to Sarah Grubbs, who just joined. Um, we really appreciate you guys, and you help help keep the lights on here on iTunes. And you guys help make podcasts like this, where we have CT on free for everybody by supporting the podcast for some extra bonus stuff over there. Check out Oxymorons. That's Johnny Hickey's first film. Get ready to watch The Habit, CT's first film uh, with the trailer. And now... I think that's the big guy trying to get in. There he is. Let's. I mean, we. I mean, if you've seen the habit trailer, you know we have to let him in. So, and uh, stay tuned for the outro, guys. During the outro of this episode, we're gonna. Uh, we'll obviously talk about this episode with CT. But I also want to. You know, I'm, D. I want to. This intro's running a little long, but I do want to get your thoughts on our first 99 episodes and tack this one on our first 100 episodes. And maybe we see we discuss some favorite episodes, moments, or guests and stuff like that in the outro, though. So, do without, we hate long episodes? Do me and you hate long episodes? No intros. I'm just. I'm saying long episodes? for the outro. For that, yeah, for the outro. I don't, we don't care. I just got to get my son to practice. It's almost time for practice, bro. Practice? Wait, you talking about practice? Yeah, if anyone needs practice, it's that little dude. Yeah. All right. You know who doesn't need practice and who's gotten quite a bit of it on the challenge? CT. So here we go. CT Tamborello, guys. Thanks for getting us to 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. Oof. All I see, all I can see is that head peeking in with the mask. Do you prefer Chris or CT? Um, whatever you guys want, honestly, at this point. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can get into that. Maybe we can get into that. Because I can tell you when uh, Lily told me that his name was Chris and not CT. So, yeah, um, I like. I love to know the psychology of that. Like, who gets to who gets to call you Chris? Who calls you CT? Ah, uh, I mean, where to begin? Uh, I, I, you know, it started in college. There were too many. Chris is in the uh, in our little dormitory, and uh, I inherited CT, and then um, just kind of stuck. Simple. And see the dad, Christopher Michael Tamborello, and that's just uh, way too much work. Um, 
and then I got on the show and uh, CT became a thing. Um, you know, I, I always kind of felt like calling CT, calling me CT is like calling a, like a dancer, a stage name, she's not working or something, you know, um, but it's whatever. I don't really care. It's not like this to all the Eagles. I mean, I get it. You play it up for the show, but. I don't know. Now it's just, it is what it is. It's a part of me. I mean, I don't care what you guys call me. I don't know why I'm rambling on about this. No, I love it. I'm obsessed because it's like Robert De Niro. If you met Robert De Niro, you'd probably call him Robert De Niro, but everybody who knows him calls him Bobby. I feel like I would call him Mr. De Niro. I think I would call him Mr. De Niro. He's like that old school, you know, from a different you know, generation. I think that the proper thing would be Mr. De Niro. Yeah. And then Lady Gaga, some people call her Stephanie. What do you call her? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think Gaga would go with Gaga. I don't know. Yeah, like, right. I'm, I'm maybe just Lady. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. What's lady. up, Lady? What up, Lady? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I, I call him. Listen, I, I call know. him. I call him CT sometimes just because it's like it's. It just depends on the, the setting we're in. Johnny has like a test where I guess back in the day when we'd be out and about. And people were like, oh, I know him, I know him, I know CT. And they go, yeah, how well you know him? And then they didn't, if they didn't really, they didn't know my real name. He'd like, he put them on a shelf according to, you know. Yeah, I torture people. Yeah. Well, that, was a big, that was a big thing, you know, years ago when he was like first on the shows and stuff. Everybody, everybody don't knew Don't forget him. where you came from. You know, that yeah. type of thing. For everyone that's uh, tuning in, if you haven't noticed, uh, CT's here. Chris. <laughs> Tamborello in the house of Mania. Um, but watch out because you might get checked by his best man, uh, who's also here on the line, Johnny Hickey. Um, what's up, they guys? Gotta, they got him coming out. Um, what's up? What's up, man? Um, yeah, it's funny oh, because, like, even in the. Like De- Derek, Derek just put all the caps on. <laughs> hey, well, it's funny because even in the challenge. Back. Even in the challenge, like some people, <laughs> not, not, I, not when I talk, every time I talk, I got to get made fun of. Look, so even in the challenge house, some people, some people call you Chris, some people call you CT. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why are you yelling? Well, yeah, that's his, we're on the podcast, uh, Cadence. Um, Rick Flair just showed up. I'm glad Woo! I'm glad you're here, uh, Chris. Don't because make me do it. <laughs> up until this, I think our audience was becoming more familiar with your best man, Mr. Johnny Hickey, who's done two Challenge Mania appearances in the last month, and yeah, now yeah. you're finally here with a- us. We can't be uh, more thankful to have you with us on our hundredth episode of Challenge Mania. One hundred episodes! Congratulations, fellas! Thank wow. you. That's you pretty rad. A lot. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. You uh-huh. kind of helped me kick it off. You kind of helped us kick it off there after Is the thirty thirty. Yeah, you were like, you should do it. Pep talk. You're like, oh, you should that. do it. Dropping gems. I don't even know it. Yeah, he he does. He, Chris does that. He'll he'll give people pep talks and set them up for drive bys. Usually, though, he just talked this kid that worked in <laughs> our movie set into doing this black bad Santa thing. And the kid literally went out and dressed up, went out and bought a black Santa costume with a big black hair that he has and did these YouTube videos. It's like, I didn't think and he keeps, he keeps calling me and he, so the kid did it. And he looks like an idiot in them. He's like, it's like the most goofiest thing on the planet. The kid's a, 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 a moron for doing it. No, and Chris not. totally set him up. Don't just say that. He, he still, yeah, he is. And he still hits me up after the new year's and he's like, Hey, can you, can you hit up CT and tell me what he thinks of the video that I sent him? <laughs> I only did. I only did it because he told me to. 
So what does the Black Santa costume look like? It's just dude, all, I, instead I, of red, it's black? Viral. It's got potential. Yeah, he's got the, he's this big burly dude. He's got a big, massive beard. He's awesome. Super cool guy. And uh, he wanted, yeah, instead of like, here comes Santa Claus, it's just like black and white Santa suit, right? Big beard. He's got the uh, steampunk, like, circle goggles, like brass looking. He's got huge arms. He's jacked. And he's on like a, like I wanted him to be on like a hog. They're like boom, 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 boom. But he had like a sleigh getting pulled by a bunch of motorcycles, you know? And the guy, and the guy literally owns all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby's a great guy. And, uh, but the way he, he executed it just now he's on an ATV and he's like walking around Walmart, creeping on chicks. <laughs> can, can, can we use it as the can we use it as the promo yes. for this podcast? Yes, we should. Absolutely, Bobby. We got you. Uh, <laughs> Do it, Bobby. Uh, um, the movie you guys are talking about is The Habit, which is coming to theaters later this winter, possibly early spring. CT, you are in the film. If anybody has seen the trailer, it is a psychological thriller directed by the other man on the line, Mr. Johnny Hickey. CT, did you ever have ambitions to be an actor? Is this something that Johnny talked you into? Yeah, you know, I have in the past, but, you know, back in the day when we started doing these, Derek, reality TV was a completely different world. It, it was kind of frowned upon in the entertainment world, in the industry, uh, you know, whereas now it's sort of like a gateway to, to other things. I mean, granted, people have done it, like The Miz, Jimmy Chong, you know, I think we have a congressman. Too, yeah, but, Sean um, Duffy. Yeah, which is great. And... uh but, you know, back in the day, it was like, if you want to do anything else, you got to stop doing this. And where I came from, it was like, do I take a swing at, you know, at the home run or just keep getting on base, you know? And, uh, you know, I was always a guy, you know, that just, I don't know, maybe I was afraid. Who knows? Um, and, uh, you know, I never really give it a full bid. I've, I've done stuff before. I've signed with different agencies and uh, never had any luck with them. I, I honestly never really gave it a fair shot. I think the tipping point was when I was with New York Model Management, and it just got a little too, a little too, a little too half for me, and I, I couldn't deal with it. Right around my underwear. That doesn't yeah. really matter. So then, <laughs> and then, so I remember I cut off a challenge. It's a funny story behind it. Johnny was always telling me about the next project. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I wasn't setting any dates because you never know, Johnny. Johnny's. Johnny's always got a lot going on. And I remember I got back from the challenge and immediately, as soon as I got my phone back, it's him. What are you doing? Hey, you back? What are you doing? You want to do the film? We're doing the film. I'm going to fly you out right now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure enough, he sends me the, uh, the uh, plane ticket. I get out there. And uh, next thing you know, I'm in an abandoned insane asylum. For about what a month or two weeks a month? Uh, a solid month. Over the, a solid month. Say, yeah, fifteen twenty hours a day. We crushed it. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of of what we did in such a small period of time. Um, and uh, we were we were, I don't know how we did it, Tony, but it it came out awesome. Yeah, we we had talked about it for a couple of years after, especially after oxymorons, like. There was a lot of talk, you know, on my end, especially, you know. Like, I never done it once. Right. And, well, you didn't. And then, you know, it, but it takes a lot to get the, you know, the finance and the investments from people to believe in what we believe in to, to do it. 
And when it finally happened, he was off the radar because he was on the show. I didn't know he was on the show at that time. And so I was like, damn, he went, he went like rogue again. I don't know where he is. Smoke bomb. And I, and I got the money. I got to film this thing. So I'm getting ready to like go into production. I'm like rewriting the thing around a different character that I had um, around like a different, you know, and then he, he literally like, I think three weeks, two, three weeks before, like we were going to like hardcore pre-production or like location scouting stuff. He hits me up. It's like, I'm back. And I was like, Oh shit. I'm like, well, guess what? I got the money. We got to like make this movie. Let's go. Yeah. And we did it. And we put a, we've done a lot. And we did some, we just did some reshoots recently, like a few months ago. I like ago. to call it, I don't know if it's a term, but I like to call it guerrilla filming. We were just kind of like, oh, it's definitely guerrilla filming. It's guerrilla <laughs> filming though, <laughs> but like, today. it's a Let's different style of, see what we get. With know? a guy, with a guy that's just as athletic as a gorilla. Yeah, well, that was the big reason why I created this character for Chris is because you see him on the shows. He's he's a big dude. He's super athletic, and he's and I know him. Like I need a guy that's willing to like roll around on the ground with people and like do crazy stuff and jump through wood. And I mean, he was doing some shit that I was just like, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, as we went along, it really the, the character itself comes into its own. It just like molded. It was originally like, okay, here's the script. Here's what we have, and then it evolved along the way and uh, oh my god in this tornado of madness and uh yeah i, I thought it i thought i did well i don't think i did well i, I think i could definitely I, I i would definitely want to do more i mean there was a few times johnny i thought i was going to go through those floors that place was so suspect <laughs> i was jumping off like beams and downstairs and shit oh boy yeah it was crazy yeah. And we just released the official full-length trailer yesterday that's up yeah. on uh, YouTube and stuff. We've, we've been pushing it a little bit now. Yeah, uh, it's really, really really good. It goes on the theme of uh, – it's about, so it's about karma and drugs. And um, I would say, yeah, it's probably more of a psychological thriller, more of a horror. But it is horror. It's got some gore in there, that's for sure. Um but I mean, with the test screening, from what I understand, Johnny, the uh, there was a lot of people from the audience that's that's a, that's a big supporter of Fight. That's the um, the, the charity or foundation now uh, Johnny has started after Oxymorons, which is what I compete for when we do Chance for Stars. Um, that really saw themselves in the movie with one character or another, and how the drugs had affected them. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were there was a you know a, I'd say a good handful of. We, we, we did the test screening in Boston uh, back on Halloween, and Chris wasn't here. But we did the test screening anyways because we got the opportunity to screen in this amazing state-of-the-art theater. There's only eight of them in the world, the IMAX Jordans. It's an 80-foot screen, laser 4K projection. So we screened a rough cut pretty much. That was, like, color-corrected, and it was, like, at the level to screen. Um, not where we wanted it exactly for us, but, like, definitely a good test screener. So we test screened it there. Just to see what we could do, you know, 420 people showed up and filled, you know, filled the 500 seats that the data has during the storm. Yeah, during yeah, and you know, and after it, people coming up to me at the after party and stuff, people that were fans of the first film Oxymorons that have been involved in drugs and know the movie revolves around the, the kind of drug world as a psychological thriller, and they had their own perspectives that, you know, created by default kind of like. Well, give me a quote. Give us a quote. Give us a quote. 
I mean, the, the one kid said, hey, you know, the scene where uh, CT's, the, you know, the, the monster, and he's pulling the two girls with the chains. It was really just a scene that I came up with out in the cold where we had these rusty chains, and Chris said he could pull these girls with these body backs on. It was like eight degrees below zero. <laughs> fake blood was sticking to everyone's face, frozen, like nearly killing people with hypothermia outside. And it was just this really, like, something brutal about, like, dragging bodies in the snow with rusty metal attached to their bodies. It's just like, it makes your bones chill. And so I picked up this scene and we shot it right at sundown and ended up being just a scene that I created 10 minutes on the you know, fly. Yeah. yeah. On the fly. And it ends up being one of the best scenes in the movie. It's amazing. And a kid that had, you know, been involved in drugs. And I guess my first film oxymorons, according to him, helped him curb his way out of being addicted to drugs and got him clean. So that's why he came out to support the habit, wanted to see it. And he said, I, I got what you were doing What you know, where he's pulling the girls in the chains. It's how the drugs pull you in to the, into hell. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like, I didn't even think of it that way, but there were multiple perspectives that people are creating on their own with the characters in the story. Um, where my character just really wasn't developed fully yet in the rough cut. And people were like, I kind of get who that character is. He, he's not the person doing the drugs or really even involved. He's just affected by everything around, Ooh, which happens. Like, yeah. Know, and I'm like, well, so, so it gave me ideas on the reshoots and the pickups to kind of add, things for people to really recognize and symbolize um with the you know the, the drug culture you know it's, well, it's, it's, it's trippy well it's it looks a movie that you watch over a few times and every, every time you watch it you're gonna see something something else jump at you kind of like when i watch game of thrones well it was well, it, it from the scenes that i've seen it's 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 pretty creepy and it looks awesome and i think if you're gonna jump into like a movie like this ct as like a and i don't know i mean it looks like you're the monster i'm not positive he's the monster but he looks like he's the monster and hopefully this is there's like a habit two three and four where you just keep coming back and like mauling people with these uh, awesome killing scenes that John i like this with. you uh, I, I, I don't want to. I don't know how much we can't talk about it, but it's. I mean, when was the last time you saw a movie where the bad guy wins? You know. But is he the bad guy? That's the thing. Is he a bad guy? I like to think of it as, uh, as the movie goes along, <laughs> you want this this blight to to kill everybody. It's it's not very dissimilar to your uh character arc on the challenge CT. After a while there people oh, yeah. just started rooting for you to run through everybody. <laughs> you know? Right? Choo choo. What do they say it's the opposite of what they say about how um, if you stay alive long enough to become the villain or something. Yeah, you were the opposite. You you did the late the late Derek, season babyface we turn. Bad. Was that that bad? I thought we had a lot of fun back in the day. Guys. I mean we did. Well, we did. We did. But that was when we were running the show like the fucking mob. Well, you guys brought me in. I felt like you and Darrell brought me in and showed me the ropes, you know? And yeah, well, Darrell kind of did that with me. And then with you, it's funny. When you got in a fight, it was cool. Well, if I got in a fight, it was like, what has been hailed as one of the most epic, horrible scenes in challenge history? Yeah, well, I'd wrestle and you just fucking destroy people. So I think there's a little difference. And Chris would just blast people in the face. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not laughing. That wasn't a laugh that you heard out of any of us. It's it's crazy now because we go we've we've been on a few like other like radio shows and podcasts and they totally want to 
get behind that character, that old, uh, you know, Chris UT, whatever. And he's so not that guy. No, he's so like laid back now. It's uh, I just don't have the energy for it. Like, I mean, Derek, like, I don't know how you still have the energy. All in shape and, and, and shit. Like, man, I wake up, I'm like, I feel like I gotta like decompress my back. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not not too far behind you. I'm still hungry though, man. I still want one. Uh, I still want another I still, one. I still no? think I got one more in me. I have one more win. I if I but the thing is, I I, I feel like I've been really comfortable. Like I come out of quote unquote retirement, right? And I win for little man. And 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 you went for and you went and you went for fight too. If you count well, those, I went. I went. I came. Well, I came out of retirement. I did that one for CJ, right? I come, I come in big win. I'm gonna ride off into the sun. But that's how they get you. They get you a little taste. They give you a little taste, and it's like, well, you don't want to miss this one. This one, trust me, you don't want to miss this one. It was like the first million dollar prize, right? And then I was like, oh well, you don't want to miss this one. We got a new thing coming up, Chance for Stars. And next thing you know. You know, it's like four or five challenges a year they're pumping out now. And, man, it's hard to say no to, you know. It's hard to say no to. And then at the same time, I'm like riding riding out the, the – I'm like living in the shadow of CT where it's like if I just – you know, growl at somebody. Ooh, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm going to back off. I'm not going to go for him. And I feel like I've kind of got comfortable – and lazy to be honest and you know i had a good run with it you know i think uh since i came out of retirement i've done five i think and i've uh, i've gone three for five and i think i've gone to every final except for that one with veronica and then when i gave west my spot and chance for stars um so and but I, I don't think I can keep doing that because these kids now, they're, you know, these young bucks are hungry. And it's the opposite. Back in the day, it was kind of like, hey, I'm CT, I'll growl at you. And they're like, oh, no, be my friend. Now it's like these young kids, they're hungry. They want to make a name for themselves. They're like, I want to go after this guy. I heard so much about him. And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, like but you heard today. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, you well, you know what's funny I'm is not like prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, at least four hours of warm up. Uh, <laughs> I'm mentally prepared. Yeah, hold on, I haven't worked on that in like four or five years, bro. Hold on. Um, but no, <laughs> but like, no. It's, how long do you want me to hang through my rope? <laughs> I mean, I think for guys like, 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 obviously, like Chris and even you, Derek, like the way to end it is to go out with a bang and like win one and then like really hang it up, you know? Yeah, that's what I thought I was doing. And then Derek <laughs> comes back in the bitch. Hey, he's like, let's go. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, he did say that. But then, but the other thing too for us was, you know, we had the movie and everything and. It makes sense yeah. that if he's going to be on the shows, it's only going to help us. It's only going to help us, True. you know, promote what we're doing and everything else we're doing, which even led to a wedding show for him. So it was, it was actually wise for him to stay on the ones that he may have not even, you know, came yeah. in first place on. Oh, the wedding special. Well, well, Did you guys well, have fun at the wedding, by the way? Yeah, man, I had a blast, dude. But more than anything, I just like, I, I, are <laughs> oh, you talking about me and Johnny at the end of the night? No, I, I'm just saying in general because I, I had, yeah, I, I really have, remember anything. It's like everything happens so fast. It's like people tell me about things that happen, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. West but, gave me really good advice. He said, try to soak in every moment because it's gonna go by so fast, and he was right. You know. 
And did, and did, go way, by, did, did someone go give by you that. like the heads up on the uniform? I mean, the, the outfits we were wearing with the suspenders? Because you showed up with a bow tie, suspended. I thought you were going to start squirting people with your bow tie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had to buy that separately. He was waiting for one of the groomsmen to tap out at the bachelor party to fill in. Yeah, I was getting them. I was because I was trying to get them hammered beforehand. Case, you know, in case yeah, you in case in case Ricky didn't get out of the pool or something. You know. Yeah, uh, I was the backup plan for Ricky just in case. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it it was awesome, man. And you know what's funny though it, that you talk about like the all the newcomers coming in and trying to make a name for themselves, and then the old guys being like, ah, "Do we really uh, got to do this again and show you guys who the fuck we are?" And you it's know, too who, early. You know, yeah, a couple weeks in, Jesus. But the thing is, is like you know, we go, we have this. I think we just we have this. Uh, I don't know. We have something ingrained in our mentality where at any point we can just you know, have this explosive moment, kind of like you, you know, h- how you handled uh, Terrell Owens, you know, and, um, and, and how me and Nelson kind of got into it. You know what I mean? It's like, we're always susceptible to this like explosion coming out of nowhere when we're disrespected. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, they, they can, they can try, they can come, you know, but it's like the, the competitive nature um, I don't think we'll ever go away, but um, I, I think you're right, Johnny. I think, you know, even being at the wedding, like I, I saw a different side of you, man. And I, and I enjoyed being there and, and thanks for having me. And um, I just thought it was really cool seeing you like in that element with your son and him running around everywhere. And, you know, um, you know, and, and with your wife and, and all the, all the touchy feely that was going on while you guys were, were saying the vows, like you just, you couldn't keep your hands off of her. Like you kept on trying to kiss her too early and you know. <laughs> I, heard you, I heard you from the uh from the seats he's like he, he really does love look at him look at him the Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. Chris, I want to ask you, because you took the time off, and when you came back, it seemed like MTV, Buna Murray, whoever you want to say, kind of made you an unofficial brand ambassador for the challenge. You're kind of, you would be hosting these specials, you're, you get your own wedding special, you become like this de facto commentator for the show, um, and how did that make you feel? Was that something that was ever pitched to you? Did you just start getting more calls to do more promos and stuff uh-huh. like that? You know, I didn't think about it like that. I just probably, I honestly thought probably no one else was available. Like, I'll go CT. CT will do it. He always does it. Was it like a CT's favorite moments or CT's top 10 or something you got? What would CT do? Yeah, what would CT do? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, like, making that shift because, you know, you talk about the old CT that's that's so many years behind you now. Do you think they would have given that version of you that much you know, yeah, camera right. time, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Not without a Hannibal Lecter dolly. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are fun. I wasn't prepared for that. Probably, well, and uh, I think I think it was probably surreal, Chris. And you and I remember kind of you 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 definitely had the surreal like feeling. You were like happy, like because you went back to all this. And we went to New York. I forget, I think it was for the Dirty Thirty or whatever. And like literally, you were the you were wrapped around four floors of the Viacom building in Times Square. You know, he was like four stories high, wrapped around the middle of the building, which is pretty pretty cool that they use you as like the, a face for the brand for sure. 
Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe they're uh, setting me up, so uh, gassing me up, so that way when one of these young bucks takes me down, you know, they can bring in a new generation of uh, cast members. I can't take compliments well, guys. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know why. Don't He's humble, Harry. Big time. Cool. Can then then can I ask you about narrating Teen Mom coming up here? Um, I didn't narrate Teen Mom. I just did some voiceovers. We were doing uh, a promo for the upcoming challenge, and uh, I was just hanging out with some of the uh, guys over there in the uh, in the studio. And they were talking about the Team Mom thing, and uh, I always want to. One of the things I want to do is voiceovers, and uh, so I told them I'd read some lines from just the hell of it. Um, I don't know which, exactly which ones they used, but I was trying to go with the movie trailer voice. Guys. Yeah, yeah. You know that's what I but, do um, actually, Chris. I do I do voiceovers professionally. That's like my uh, my main really? deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, see, okay, I did, I, all right, yeah, we got to talk after this. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely like a pa- I mean, that's like a legit passion of Chris's, big time. He's, he's been talking about this for a few years now, maybe even longer, and he's always like, in a world where, you know. Oh, dude, you got to watch the movie, In a World. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? It's called In a World. It's about a, uh, a woman who's, uh, her father's like a legendary voiceover actor, so she starts to get into it, and it's like, it's awesome. It's a great movie. In uh, a World, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude. I can hook you up with a great coach and everything like that. And, you know, my. Uh, I know I get my mumble. You know, when you hear yourself, you're like, really? That's what I sound like? Well, yeah. what's cool is that when you hear yourself, like, on a mic with headsets on, and it sounds like you have superpowers because your voice has so much more texture. And you're like, oh, wow, that's what I could do to my voice. Amazing. You know what I mean? But then you hear yourself on an answering machine. You're like, who is that loser? <laughs> hey, hey, Scott, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think he knows that, which is why it took him a half hour to. To try to hook up his microphone. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like I knew that. I know. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because I, uh, you know, I make fun of uh, Lily's accent. I love her accent. And uh, but it's now she makes fun of me because I think I had just as many subtitles in the wedding special as she did. Yeah, so it's like hilarious. I kind of don't have any leverage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask yeah. you about somebody you got, you guys, you brought him up uh, organically, or at least maybe you were talking about just the younger guys, but you called him the young bucks. Ashton wrote in a question. She says, what are your thoughts on literally team young buck, the Corey's, the hunters, the Nelson's of the world and that whole deal, the way they market themselves. You know, uh, Corey Nelson Hunter, I got number for love for those guys. Um, I, I think it, I think what they're doing is smart. You know, they came in together, they're banding together. You know, they're they're you know they're coming after the big dogs. You got to respect that. Um, you know, it, where in the past, I, I mean, they're smart enough to know that. You know, when, when these young kids would come in and they're a little, you know, they're new to the game and they're a little starstruck or whatnot, they're kind of like. You know, they get taken advantage of because it's like, yeah, 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 I'll be your friend. Yeah, put your neck right here. Put your head down right here. Chunk. Yeah, next. No, that's either. I had nothing to do with you. Come here. You're my best friend now. Yeah, the new guy, right? Yeah, I'm going to show you the ropes. Let me uh, just chop your head off, too. And these guys weren't having it, you know? They're going to make a name for themselves. And you know what? You got to give credit when it's due. These guys have been competing well. I mean, they were always, from what I've seen, they're, they're whatever they do challenges, they, they make it pretty far. If not, you know, to the finals. Um, 
Johnny Bunch. But, uh, yeah, what I was saying, one but what happened? Two bucks, I just meant like young young cats in general. Yeah, I that's what I figured. I figured I'd use it as a as a segue. <laughs> you had some great advice for Hunter during the reunion when he was like trying to kind of half apologize to Ashley, and you're just kind of oh. sitting in the back row there, just kind of being like, just apologize, just that's apologize. Not, that's not the first time I have given him advice. He didn't listen to. Uh, First time I think it was uh, with uh, Kayla. Yeah, at uh, the Dirty Thirty. Uh, was it Dirty Thirty or Invasion? Wow, yeah. He's just you know he's passionate. <laughs> Give it to him, you know. You know, it's kind of like reminiscent to like he's got a little like kind of reminds me of like a Derek back in the day. Like yeah. uh, like Derek back in the day was like what 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 what. <laughs> Yeah, people have compared them quite a bit, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Hot in his sleeves, you know, doesn't back down, you know, hungry. Thanks, man. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, dude. He's a really nice guy. Uh, like, I mean, he gets into it, but. Corey, he's, uh, I, I, I love how he's, he is, I swear, since he's become a father, it's like he, he just flipped the switch, and now he's you know, a different guy than when I first met. You know, being a dad will definitely change you. We all know that, right? So yeah. Speaking of which, uh, how's Low Man? How the game go? Oh, he's uh, so they played at uh, they uh, they uh, our team. So I, I assistant coach a team and uh, my son's basketball team. They're nine and ten and or eight and nine, and they got to play on WVU's basketball court and cool. at the women's game at halftime, and he scored the first two points. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, he's not like, he's not like the best, but he's, I think he's kind of putting out a position. He plays more of like a four and a five. He should probably be playing like a three. You know what I mean? So he's got a bang. He's got a bang. You know, no. so unless yeah, you're like, I think it's a point for him now to, to just play as many sports as possible so that he's super athletic when he gets into high school and he decides which scholarship he's going to take. So the old man doesn't have to pay for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had to get on him for not wanting to warm up the other day. He said, uh, dad, I scored 17 points against this team last time. Uh, this is an easy team. I don't, I don't need to warm up. And I was like, Oh, it pained me. It pained me. Hit me right in the heart. I was like, okay, you don't want to warm up. All right. We'll see. He went out there, had two points, two free throws. That's it. You know what I mean? So it's how important it's how important you know the warm ups are for these kids at this age because you're not just gonna go out there and be able to play basketball Don't get like cocky. Play basketball. Don't get exactly. Cocky. So yeah. it was a teaching moment for me, and, and so you know, I, I hope it resonated with him. You know, so I, I, yeah. deep down though, you were also thinking like you're not gonna warm up. Your, your knees don't hurt. So it doesn't hurt your back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you know the thing is with him now is like I, you got to kind of make it fun because eventually, and you'll you'll see this. Eventually, they don't want to listen to you being a coach. They don't want to listen to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Yeah. And you'll see at first they'll be like, they'll give you a hard time. You'll fight through it. And then eventually like you won't be able to say anything to them without them getting picked off, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, stop, yeah, stop, stop. You got to talk to the other coaches and dads and be like, Hey, can yeah. you talk to him about this? You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. is already going through that. Now I try to get him to put a pair of shorts on before we left the house. He didn't want to do it. So we decided to throw his favorite mad truck at me and run away. 
New York City, it is almost time for Challenge Mania's triumphant return to our home away from home at the premier comedy club here in New York City, Caroline's on Broadway. It's coming to you Saturday, January 26th for a 1 p.m. meet and greet that is already sold out, but a 3 p.m. stage show where a few tickets still remain, and you are going to want to be in the room for this panel. Susie Meister of Brain Candy, funniest commentary award winner at the Challenge Mania Awards, Miss Marie Rota making her comedy club debut and of course Mr. Beautiful himself Kenny Santucci taking the stage for a bombastic bonkers amazing Challenge Mania panel hosted by Scott and D. Get your tickets at challengemania.live. The meet and greet might be sold out but don't let that discourage you. This is going to be a live stage show everyone is talking about online and you can be there at Caroline's. We'll see you on Saturday January 26th for a 3pm live show. Get your tickets at challengemania.live. You, you, dude you in that in that wedding special, you were scared shitless of your dad. Still, yeah, I I don't you know I don't know what it is. Like I, 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 he's an old man now, and he's still still uh, you know makes me feel like I could be grounded. You know, you know, he's got that look he gives you. you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, like, I, like like he knows he gives you that look like he knows, so you can't lie to him. And it took me the longest time to realize that I was indicting myself every time I confessed to something. Yeah. Anything you want to tell me? And I'm like, oh man, how do you find out? It, 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 took, it took me it took me a long time to find a middle ground with my dad. Like I have to find like sports, like the Chicago Bulls or something like that, or or else me and him wouldn't couldn't like talk even. You know what I mean? So I don't know how, how it was with well, you guys. I don't want to ask you too well, many intrusive the, questions, but you know, well, back in the day, I think it was uh, times were different. You know, a father was a father. Well, he wasn't your friend. It was more like I don't know. Well, well, I mean, we talk about the spankings and shit. Like I used to get whooped, right? Like so. <laughs> I mean. We, we got off to a bad start from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Pops pulls out the belt. You know, it's, it wasn't it wasn't that cool, you know? So when you get in your, you know, 18, 19, get on TV, you're like, I'm fucking out of here, bro. I'm not standing to get my ass or that look in your eye anymore. I'm out of here. I'm going as far away. I had to find a way to rekindle that friendship. You know what I mean? It happened, just happened to the Chicago Bulls, who are terrible yeah. nowadays, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but uh, they're going to kill us if I, the, the audience is going to kill us if we don't talk a little bit of challenge talk. Uh, okay, so, okay. Um, so back uh, back in, in Argentina, when we were, uh, we, we, me and you were kind of talking up on that mile, and you were like, damn, man, 15 years, dude. It's been 15 years. You know, me and you were headed to that final. Um, two old dudes at that, you know, headed to the oh. final, you know, of, of, uh, <laughs> I'm really trying to convince you to slow down. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would like try to talk to him and talk to him and talk. And he was trying to be so nice, but he wanted to keep running. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. But, um, and then he was just like, I gotta go, bro. <laughs> well, we literally. Well, here's the thing: is people don't know is probably a week before, a week before that final, CT went to the doctor to pull this this glass, this huge piece of glass, out of his foot that he'd been keeping in his foot for probably about a month. Uh, for about probably, a month, probably five years, honestly. That thing had been in his foot. Really? I don't like the doctors. 
Okay. And so, so he's like, kind of like limping around or whatever. He comes back and he pulls out this like glass and he's like, yeah, they just pulled this out of my foot. And then like a week later we're running the final and he like pulls like a calf. I pull a hamstring and we're literally like, you know, Jordan's just like way up there leaving us in the dust. Um, but I know that the, 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 you know, between second and third place is going to be between, you know, me and CT and we're back there and we're literally like hurt. You know what I mean? Like can't walk. Like the girls are passing. <laughs> and like, you know, we just have this moment where, you know, I'm like, you all right, man, you're going to do all right. Like he put his hand around me. I put his hand around him. And then, uh, yeah, he kind of kept me, you know, he kind of like, we talked for a little bit and then I was like, all right, man, I got to go, dude. I'm fucked up. I know you're fucked up, but I'm going to go. And then, uh, and that was it. That's kind of probably how second place really, really shook down. To be honest. Um, but yeah. well, we did, we, we did think, we did think it was those exes at the, at the reunion. <laughs> I was hoping, I mean, look, I, it, it, that, that final was just, I mean, it, I hate to say it, but it was just a fucking straight run. And I was hoping for like that the the, the, the checkpoint equalizers, you know. Usually, it's like uh, the 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 run is where you like rest because the checkpoints are brutal. And uh, it was it was kind of opposite. It was just like a straight run, and the checkpoints really didn't have much of an effect. I mean, there was even checkpoints that we didn't even see on the final that was actually aired, you know. Yeah. And then like the whole teaming system thing got weird. I don't know. I was really just, I knew if it was just a straight run, I was screwed. I had you two. I was going up against, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was happy to be in the final. I'm surprised I got there. But I mean, it was like, uh, how am I supposed to compete with these guys? All in shape, six packs and shit, eating salads every day. Fuck that. What am I confused at? <laughs> Um, well, let, let, can we talk about like some, like some like memorable moments for you? Because I mean, it's sure. been, you've been doing this for such a long time. And when you go back and you start, you know, we're up on that mind, you start thinking back 15 years ago and like where it all began, like mm-hmm. how did it all begin for you? You know what I mean? Like it's I going on the show. Yeah. Like how'd you get on the show? Yeah, man. Uh, well I was, uh, UMass Dartmouth, um, the guy. From like ninety eight, ninety nine, Jesus, to about two thousand, two thousand one, and right after nine eleven, uh, I wanted to transfer schools to be closer to home, so I wanted to transfer to UMass Lowell. And uh, you know, when I was at UMass Dartmouth, I, uh, you know, I, I always worked. You know, I was that kid who always kept a job. You know, I uh, what'd you do? I what'd you? On, I bartended on the weekends and be at the Strand in Providence. I worked for Stevens Home for Boys while I was an engineer major with an accounting minor because I knew if I had t- took just a couple electives that weren't foo like that weren't just easy, and I just actually did something. I can get a minor. I played basketball and. Um, was that a well, D1 anyway, school? Want, was that a D1 no, school? No, it's a D3, D3. D3? Okay. And then, and then um, I, so I was in the process. I wanted to transfer to U Lowell. So when I was actually going through the process, I was up there close to the home, and I uh, got another bartending job. It was at the place called The Palace. Um, and uh, it was on Route 1. It's an old – I don't think it's there anymore. But I believe it's a lumberyard. Not a tree farm, but um, no, that place is that was that was a icon, and it's now like a Lowe's furniture or something. Yeah, and uh, I remember I uh, I skipped my accounting class one day. I went to my accounting tutor, 
And I wanted to leave a stack of flyers on her desk. She's like, yeah, you can, but honestly, who from the county is going to go to this party? I think DJ Scribbles is coming, of all people, right? And uh, I was like, fair enough. She told me about the casting call in Faneuil Hall at the Rack, which is the Hard Rock now. There used to be a pool hall. And I remember um, I got there around like 11 o'clock, stopped from the back, worked my way to the front, and handed flyers. I snuck in. The security caught me, heard me talk my way out of it. Thought, uh, Lisa Fletcher heard me talk my way out of it. That was cute. Lisa Fletcher, now who's a producer. I saw her uh, on Titan Games. She's doing Titan Games now. That's awesome. Good for them. And then um, two weeks later, I was in Paris. That's what happened. I remember uh, two weeks, two weeks, no casting, just two weeks later. Bam, you're in. No, they told me that I had to do a video. And what I did was I basically just had this old bulky camcorder and I just carried it around with me throughout my day. And all that happened was everybody just basically shit on me. Nobody was like, he's so cool. Everyone's just like, who is this guy? What are you doing? You're never going to get on the show. Like it was, it was, I guess it was funny. That's funny because all all my friends were, were saying the same thing. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're uh, like, what? You're gonna do what? And then, um, yeah, I well, I didn't even take it serious. My cousin Mike, who was actually at the wedding, I don't know if you met him. Um, he was like, dude, they want you, they want you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was the one that was like driving to the interviews and uh, helped me do the tape. I mean, I wasn't even gonna like send the tape. I remember we had to meet the deadline. He took the tape, drove it to Logan. And dropped it off at the FedEx to make sure that it got on the last flight out. And um, I didn't take it serious. And then they they, they flew me to L.A. Uh, for the final interview. And my interview, I think, was only a couple minutes. They were like, okay, we're going to leave you in here. Say whatever you want. And I was just like, oh, thanks, guys. I've never been to L.A. before. Um, and I honestly thought it was in Australia. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready for the land down under. And they were like, well, it's in France. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that was it. And that was actually, you know, a funny story. It was uh, the only time I met uh, Mary Ellis Bune. And it was uh-huh. the first time I met John. Yeah. It's crazy to think that um, this person that I met so briefly has changed my life so dramatically, you know? Yeah, she came in with John. They took a look at me, and then walked out. And I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! What were you guys going? You guys, what were you? Oh, uh, you guys!" They're like, "No, we're okay. We're good. Don't worry." I'm like, "Oh, well, where are you going? Was that it? Yeah. Did I make it? What happened?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you guys get here? What do you guys do? What's your job title again? A producer? No, How'd you get there? Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, I didn't. I believe I said something on the line of, "Do you want me to take my shirt off?" <laughs> As they were walking away, <laughs> it didn't uh, work either. I was like, "Damn, that was usually my go-to." <laughs> Would that be a go-to line now? <laughs> now it's a prerequisite. It's on the form. <laughs> that's how he. Got, that's how Chris got me in shape. I used to be a slob. I was a slob for a while. I got the movie drinking all the time, just eating, eating shit. And he'd be like, "Take your shirt off," and it would rent space in my head for the, like, the longest time. <laughs> I would like go to the beach, and I'd that chicken like, palm, bro. Take and your I'd shirt be, like, off. Pale. Take your shirt off. Now look in the yeah, mirror. And I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "Get ready to go to like a pool party at the beach in Vegas or something." And all of a sudden, Chris would pop in my head, like, "Dude, take your shirt off." Like, rip shredded eight pack, Chris. You know what I mean? And I'd just be like, "Fuck, dude, I need to go to the gym." And eventually, like, I got myself How the, the other way. Now, turned. now I flip it on him. Chris, do you remember the first time you played with D and any uh, first impressions you had of Derek and kind of shenanigans you guys uh, got into early on? I'm, one of the, I would say, one of the challenges that stand out, we did this pirate ship challenge where you had to wrestle each other off. 
And uh, I remember we, we were like, okay, okay, no, no holding, right? It's straight push, no holding, keep it clean. And like, yeah, 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 right, right. And I think he might have been like, oh, he's like, oh shit, I gotta go up against CT. And I'm thinking to myself, I gotta go up against this kid. He's shifty. He's He's scrappy. Like, I'm not, he, Derek is like the type of guy you'd be like, get it, somebody get him off me. You're like, you know? <laughs> and they say go. I don't know what happens. I don't know if he ankle picks me, he's behind me, or somehow or another, I end up doing a backflip off the, uh, off the pirate ship. Um, With my hands, like, tied together somehow. <laughs> yeah, because our, our hand- he ended up winning that challenge. I think he did. Yeah, it, well, it was like, first I had to get a go against Eric, Big Easy. Then I had to go against you, <laughs> and then I had to go against uh, fucking Brad. Um, so to win that thing, and our hands were tied. You know, our hand we couldn't yeah, use our hands. Yeah. Um, one one of my one of my interesting uh, moments with uh, CT is yeah. uh, we had this roller skating derby thing, and it was uh, the same the same season as the duel, and um, and it was the, the first time I ever experienced like CT's like power. You know what I mean? Like I never, <laughs> I had never, like if you ever shake, Power. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you ever shake CT's hand now, like you'll see, like he has a fucking paw. You know what I mean? It's like a fucking, it's like we a don't. bear paw. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, um, and you know, this is what you were like fucking shredded, bro. On the door. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, like tip top shape, I would say. And, um, and we were doing this roller derby thing and I was like, well, I'm just going to fucking try to take him down, you know? <laughs> and so I go and I like, you know, I do what I do in football and I, and I go for the legs and I just, I fucking couldn't handle it. And I, and, and I went at him and I tried to take him down and he like stumbled a little bit and just fucking like shoved me against the ground. And then I did it. And then I w- tried to go after him again. And he's like, get off of me, dude. Fucking like, <laughs> fucking gave, gave you a four on the chest, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, dude, this dude is so strong." Uh, Derek, Derek has had back in the day. He was just had zero regard for his own safety. Do you remember when we used to pra- we would watch the eliminations and then practice them behind the house? There was that one that we would practice with the barrel, but we would use the tree. Yeah, and we had one more person to test the tree, the other person to stop him. Yeah, and we would do that for hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was the first challenge. Yeah. It was Inferno Two. It's like our little like secret hiding spot. I think. Uh, and Derek had no like. Let's take it easy. It was either stop and go. That was it. And I remember like <laughs> I tried to jump over you to touch the tree, and you took my legs out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I think we're done here. <laughs> uh, I think you got it. I think we're good. Yeah. yeah and we go find Darrell, and he'd be on top of the roof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dropping eggs on the Miz. Were you there? <laughs> 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 He'd walk around like the males. Yeah. But I'll tell you what though, to this day, my favorite Miz special move in wrestling is the Miz of Oz. Uh, I don't I don't even know what it is, but I went and saw I him at, know, is it, is it yeah. I saw him at SmackDown Live. He he gave my son a, a shirt. He was he was really cool. Yeah, he's super cool. You know what? You gotta give it to him. I'm proud of him like, yeah. with the challenge family. I mean, this is a guy during our era where where reality TV was kind of frowned upon. And he was going around always talking about how he's gonna be a pro wrestler. And I remember we would always clown on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And then does it. You know, yeah. now he's the champ and, and wow. You yeah. gotta give it to him, man. 
those around the same time, I think Jimmy Chung was on. Was she on that one? That was the challenge with the where we were playing with the tree, and Jamie was there, and Miz was there, and they beat us. He's like, I don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's we threw right. the Miz in. We threw the Miz in the Inferno four and times. He came back four times. times. Yeah, and won the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and won the thing. And then became the Miz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Jokes on you!" Ha! <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's true. Good for him. Uh, yeah. Walk, literally walked away with the with the belt, right? With the challenge championship and. Uh, fucking like world championship in wrestling, you know? Yeah, go for him. Yeah, he's super. Well, that's cool. a great inspiration, right there. Like to to prove the point that you can use it as a, a, a clearly as a stepping stone to other things if you play cards right and just you know. CT, what uh, what period of the challenge has been your favorite? Was it the initial period? Was it what some people affectionately refer to as the Jek Dynasty? And what, or was it this this new run that you're on now? Um, I don't know if I have. If I had to say favorite, I would say. I mean, I gotta go when I came back. Um, you know. Um, but you know, they were all different periods. You know, um, all different periods. I, uh, I believe. Maybe it's because I'm in this one now, but I like the whole dad bod era for me. Um, working smarter, not harder. Um, I do think that's coming to an end. I think I need to step it up if I, if I really want to continue to compete at a high level on these challenges. I really got to get back in shape. And I'm not, I have been taking strides to do that. It's just, it's so difficult now. It's like, oh, I don't have the energy anymore. But I would say that this, even I'm in now, I, I really like, the, I, I, I do enjoy it. Um, and it's weird because I feel like it's probably maybe one of the shorter periods, but I feel like I've done a hell of a lot more shows. I mean, back in the day, it was like you do one, maybe two a year. Now it's like four or five. You crank these things out. <clears throat> yeah. No, I was going to say something that's changed, I think, you know, in, at a rapid pace. You know, sort of in the time that you took off and now when you came back, social media is such a huge part of the way people watch and cover this show. But you've managed to almost separate yourself from it completely. You have a presence on Twitter and Instagram, but you you rarely really use it. You don't comment on a week to week basis and you've managed to distance yourself from it. What goes into that decision and is part of the reason you were able to do it so seamlessly is that you kind of, you know, didn't show up during the period where it became kind of a prerequisite. Thank you. See, Johnny, that's what I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> See? I, uh, <laughs> yo, Johnny's always like, you got to do more, you got to do more, you got to be on, you got to be on. I can't. I, I think because of the era that I, I, I started doing the shows to what it is now, um, back at, I think, Derek, when we started doing these things, it was kind of like, whatever happens in the show, you leave it there. You don't bring it home with you. Um, there was a sort of sense of... I guess respect. Well, you didn't, you didn't, you left it there, you know. Whereas, like nowadays, people just don't. They, they, you gotta be careful what you do because people continue the challenge off the show when they're at home and they're bringing up personal dirt and, and throwing cheap shots at you. And the trolls are relentless. I'll be honest with you, the internet scares me. Like, you know, if you ever want to feel bad about yourself, just type your name in. Oh yeah. <laughs> And but I, I I don't know I just don't 
I don't. I, I mean, I've I only, about, like, I only hound about, I only so monetizing social media and all that. But like, what? How? Like, I don't think. I, I think I'd rather just be there. And when, when, I don't know. I, I just don't. It doesn't interest me to, to, to constantly just throwing my two cents in where it doesn't belong. Less is more sometimes, especially when it comes to someone who has your level of mystique. I I totally understand why you have a producer director on the line right now. Who's like, bro, you have half a million followers. Please say more, talk more, post more. But from a spectator standpoint, I'll tell you, like you get people who are on the show kind of sparingly and they need social media to kind of get the rest of their story out and build their, their fans and kind of change their edit. You know, if you will, whereas you like, we get enough of you on the show to where the lack of sort of ancillary CT knowledge we have, we don't know where you eat breakfast. We don't know what you thought of a star is born to me that keeps you on that pedestal with the other people that are on that pedestal with you and doesn't turn you into somebody that uh, honestly gets oversaturated okay i appreciate that i appreciate that well yeah and i know and i don't advocate for him to do that stuff to like get on there and give his like his daily spew i'll be like you know pushing trojan condom fucking things every two seconds on his story it, it's uh, <laughs> what? and then a ba- and then a baby diaper company. Um, <laughs> you see, like you know, you see, like Tony, who I love. I love Tony. I've met Tony with Chris, but but you see, Tony, like he's doing all that stuff, and he's on his store, and he's like sh- he's constantly on there with his kid, and then he goes from like on there with his kid to like doing some like. KY Jelly fucking sponsorship no, thing that he's getting. Yeah, you know what though? I thought I thought that Burt Reynolds photo shoot he did was good for him. <laughs> what? He's got like the he's got like the the, the bed rug on him. He's in bed waiting for his girl to get home. But so what I'm saying is I don't advocate I don't advocate Chris to do that stuff. I'm only I only hound him because you know not only is he created a, a franchisable character in, in the habit, but he's also a producer on it. And and you know what I mean. It was side by side with me holding this thing down. You know, is on an independent level the whole time. And it's in the world of like. Film distribution has changed so much in, with VOD platforms and where it's good. It's constantly evolving right now at a rapid pace. You can't ignore the power of social media to push your product, no matter what it is, never mind a feature film. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, no, I, I get good. I know I I get it I get it TT and and you know because I get it from Scott a little bit too you know um, because you know we have to push this thing and if we don't if I don't push this thing to, you know, the podcast and advertise. I don't, I don't want to keep blowing people up with, you know, you know, ads and, and telling them about, you know, the new thing coming up. And like, I, I don't, I don't want to bother people, you know, and I, I definitely don't want to bother people with their lives um, on social media all the time too. And you're right. You know, people will come, come for, you know, other people's throats, you know, on social media now nowadays. And like you said, you know, back in the day we would just, you know, it, it would just be done. You weren't like talking about it all the time, but now it's like a thing and it's nonstop. Um, but yeah. it does. I feel like it gets exhausting, man. You don't want to constantly be, you know, there. No, I, you know. Yeah, I, I think I have a different, a different appreciation for privacy, and I think than a lot of these kids do. Uh, you know, I've been doing it for so long since what, 2002, 2003, and you know, I, I don't. I, I call it the ripple effect, where it's, you know, when something's gonna happen. And I have a better understanding of how long that's going to trail off for before another boop, you know, and then it, it's like a wave, you know what I mean? You ride that wave and then go catch another one rather than trying to, trying to just, like you said, just oversaturate and, and just constantly just 
burning yourself out, I guess. I don't know. I don't like if I don't have anything to say, I'm not going to say anything, you know, not going to purposely try to just talk for the sake of talking, you know, I mean, you at least have social media profiles. You know, there's some guys who have become honestly legendary over the past few years because they just went dark on the entire challenge community, like Alton and Landon, who you need like a private investigator to find either one of them. People have like anointed them because you just like you never hear from or, or see them. And then when something does happen, you know, it's it, 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 it's it'll have more of an impact. Like say with the wedding, you know, they uh you know, to let everybody into that part of my private life, which I've never done before. Um, you know, that was, that was, uh, a big move for me because it was was a number of levels. It was for one, uh, like I've, I've learned to just, I I appreciate my situation now to be able to do it for so long and to, to feel like I've basically grown up on, on, in front of everybody and to be able to share that moment, I thought it was, a, I thought it was fitting, you know, coming from this kid running around with his head cut off with the chip on his shoulder to dad. I am now. Um, I, to me, I also did that because I wanted to not, I, and that old sort of, not that like CT is dead, but it's like, I'm not that, not that guy anymore. And like you guys were talking about earlier, where like whenever I do other interviews, people tend to revert back to that. You know, they want me to like put my caps on and, and bring out the the Ric Flair. You know. <laughs> break out the I Ric Flair. Um, I'd like you to break out the Ric Flair for a little bit. Uh, if we could do some word association, I just want to kind of roll out some names and you tell me the first thing that pops into your head when you hear one of these names. Is that cool? Can we do that? Okay. Sure, sure, All right. sure. Uh, I'm going to start out with, a, a, with a, new, a newer cat who you spent a tad of time with in that redemption house. What do you think of Paulie Calafiori? Oh, um,. I mean, I don't know what to think about Polly at this point. Um, uh, you know, he grew on me in the Redemption House for sure, and I, I, he, he, I had a little soft spot for Polly in the Redemption House because I knew what it was like to be you against the world or you against the entire Challenge House, and the kid has heart, and he wouldn't go away, and he kept coming in. Think about it. This kid made it to the final, and he spent, I think, the majority of the time in the Redemption House. Like, wow. And then um, after that, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. I guess apparently he's trying to save the world, but him and Kara, who I thought were in love, are now broken. I don't you know, I don't know what to think about him anymore. Uh, but, you know, originally, I, uh, you know, I can relate to the kid. I, I knew what it was like to go up against the entire house and keep fighting. And, I, you know, I respected that about him. Like, what's going on in his personal life now, I mean, I don't really think it's any of my business to say. And I really don't know the full story and what's going on. And I, You know, honestly, I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah, it, and it, it's hard to to talk about people's like relationship issues, you know, relationship. Yeah, I rather I don't want people to do that like with me. Touchy. You know? Oh, totally. Like, I actually just touchy. met more from. To I mean, be honest I'm, with you, I'm not gonna make a joke out of his life either. Yeah. like I know, like some people have done on your podcast. No, no I totally. Think I, 
Uh, <clears throat> I think I think Scott meant more of just from being on the show. Well, with him because and we got a couple people who asked. I think he's uh, underrated. I think he's underrated as a competitor. I think people automatically judge him because of his size. And uh, you know, in these challenges, it's it doesn't it's it doesn't matter how much you can squat and how much you can bench press, and it's it's more about who can carry their own weight the longest. It's about attrition. It's about outlasting. It's about heart. Who wants it more? Yeah. Um, and he definitely has a lot of heart, and I, I can totally see him uh, competing in these challenges at a high level. Uh, going forward, for sure. Um, yeah, he came on our podcast and, and just spoke very highly. Like, this is months ago uh, when he first debuted on the challenge. It spoke very highly of you. A bunch of people had written in and wanted to know because since he spent time with you in Redemption House, spent ver- spoke very highly about that time, if he kind of fanboyed uh, for you at all because he, he definitely <laughs> looked up to you. The guy admitted he was a challenge fan. So He's a uh, young kid too, isn't he? Uh, he's, I mean, he's about almost 30. He's in the late 20s. But um, uh, next question, also kind of related to the final reckoning, Veronica. You guys had a bit of a rough go on the season. What are your thoughts on her just in general uh, and on that I season? Think, yeah, I think with Veronica, I was, I was an asshole. Uh, I know. Um, I think it was too tough on her. You know, I think, um, you know, I think I was too hard on her. And, uh, and I feel partially responsible for the amount of flack that she got online after that challenge aired and she didn't need it. You know, um, you know, she's a legend. I should have treated her with, with uh, more respect than that. And don't get me wrong. Um, you <laughs> uh, could say whatever they want about her not making it across that platform, but I don't think I was going to make it either. <laughs> and maybe I was just hiding behind her as a cover so no one spotted my weakness you know because you know looking back on it now um you know i might take a page out of veronica's playbook and be like look at i did my time i'm just chilling right <laughs> <laughs> um i'd love to get your thoughts that, on though. the only other guy out there who's maybe like on the same level as you as far as being associated with the challenge and the face of the challenge and it's sort of the polar opposite when it comes to being out there being accessible the way he uses social media and that's johnny bananas what are your thoughts on him Ah, uh, me and Bananas have come a long way. Uh, you know, I think one of the reasons why we didn't get along is because we were so similar, you know? Um, and we were a threat to each other. Um, but I got nothing for love for Johnny now. I, I love what he's doing. He's taking the shows and he's applying it to other things. Um, you know, hosting his own show now. He's... Uh, you know, he's out there, he's killing it. And he's exactly what you would think you would want to do coming off of one of these shows. You know, he's living the dream, this guy, you know, he's out there doing things. Bananas doing things, you know, if you guys listen, if you guys ever if you guys could ever see him and Johnny together, like uh, acting like other people, it, it, you would be. It would, it would be like the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. I swear to God, I've never laughed so hard in my entire life. When I see, when they gave us that phone and you guys were acting like the other person, but you couldn't hear what they were saying. So it would be like, say, 
you know, two people would be by the pool and you couldn't hear what they were saying, but they were interacting, you know, so they would be like literally like standing up, putting lotion on each other, sitting down, talking. Uh, we we would do legs. voiceovers of people like hanging out by the pool. Yeah. We're, we're like the two old guys of the show. If you saw that, what's that movie with, um, it's about the old astronauts. Oh, Space Cowboys. Yeah, okay. I would definitely be probably Tommy Lee Jones, the grumpy old man. I mean, if if, if there's a if a Johnny Scott, if there's anything you guys should try to, we should all try to put in production is getting those two to do voiceovers on other people that that they may or may not know, and just with their voices doesn't even have to be them fucking. You know, it doesn't have to. You don't even have to show them, dude. But it's it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. We're gonna have to do it someday. Johnny, do it with them someday. Do it with them someday. Um, I'd, I'd love Chris to get your thoughts you on our recent champion and specifically the move she made, Ashley Mitchell. Oh boy, um, you know it's tough to say. Like if I was younger, you know, really no responsibility. Right? Look, if you, if I was, if you gave me that choice when I was in my twenties, I mean, you would have to be Mother Teresa for me to not take down my. You know, but going into it now, I personally, you would have to have done something to me, something terrible for me to take that money from me. I mean, granted, it's it's easy for me to say that because I've never been in that position. But man, you win half a million dollars, right? I'm done. Give me what go. Give me what I've earned. Wait, you're gonna throw another half a million on that? Oh man. Uh, that's that's tough because I, I I'd like to think that, I, that I'm friends with both of them. And I would hate to be in that position. Uh, could I have done it? I uh, I don't know if I could have. I don't know. It just to me is like that amount of money is life changing for somebody for somebody and their family, and I would feel absolutely terrible if someone took that money away from me, especially with you know me. With the family now, and you know, I had to. I think that would. I would think that would have the way. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. That would have to. But at that point, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Like, if you do that, I'm. I'm putting. I'm. I'm retired. After that, you never see me back. What about when Johnny did it to Sarah? What'd you think of it back then? Um, I. You know, look at both of them. They both had to try to justify making that decision um, by, I guess, trying to demonize the other person to make it justifiable to take the money from them. I don't think what either one could have done to each other to, to, to justify taking the money. Uh, like, say, for example, if me and Veronica had made it to the end, no matter how much we fought, I'd be like, wow, you did it. You deserve it. Holy crap. You know, I couldn't be like, well, remember that one thing you said about me five years ago? Yeah, call me the bitch. I couldn't do that. I think it would have been, for me personally, just say, like, damn, that's, I, I hate to do this, but that's a lot of money. I got to take that money. Like, we're cool, but we ain't that cool. Like, it, I don't think it'd have to be, you don't need to justify it by trying to make someone else to be the villain. Just be like, Dude, that's a lot of money. I got to take that. You know? Lily's back there like, you better take that shit. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm I'm back. I'm back here. Yeah, like you better take that shit. <laughs> Never mind, Lily. I'm the I'm the pitchfork, and I'm like, gotta take that. Unless it was someone like, You're like, Habit Two's coming out, bro. 
But no, but you know, but hey, but but I told you honestly at 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 the at the rivals at the um the Dirty Thirty thing when you guys when it was out of you Jordan and and Chris. Of course, I want Chris to be first, right? He's my best friend. But then in my head, Jordan's talking to me about maybe the prospect of doing a movie in the future together. So I was kind of like, well, if Chris don't win, I want Jordan to win. But then in my head, dude, for you, I was like, oh, but Derek's got, you know, custody of his son, going for custody of his son and stuff. And yeah, I, I, from, and I didn't even, you love that. yeah, and I didn't even know you that heavily there. I just kind of just met you, Derek. But that for me as a dad and me having my daughter, that weighed in on me saying, well, if Chris doesn't win, I'd rather him win so he can like take care of his son. That, that was in my head. And I didn't even know you. So I think those things would come into weight. Like, even if I had to advise Chris, like if he came to me, he was like, what should I do? I'd be like, well, what's that person going to do with the money? You know, is that person going to want to blow it on, right. on hookers and Coke? Or is that person going to take care of their family with it? Right. Or we'll make a movie with, with you it. down the line, I think, is the second but best you know thing, what? according to Right. Well, that's what I would say to him. Be like, listen, do you want to give that person the money or you want to invest that in our next film and not have to deal but with you, investors? One thing that no one talks about, it's like, okay, whoever takes the money is the bad person. But honestly, I mean, like, I don't understand from the production standpoint, like, why... Like, I mean, shame on production for putting people in that position. I mean, for me, it's like, is it worth it? Yeah, it's going to be dramatic. You're going to get a like, you're going to get a blip in traffic, respect in ratings. But I think in the overall picture of putting someone in that position, I think it's kind of, it's kind of shitty because in the in the end, that one moment overshadows the entire challenge, and in the end, there's no winner. There's no happy ending. There's no. To me, I I I, I agree. I, I just I agree. I don't like I don't like that how I don't like how that became even a thing. That like so you make it to all the all the way to the end through the ups and downs. What are the odds of you even making it to the end? You finally get there, and it's something the, the challenge is out of your control so much as it is, and then to finally get there to go through everything is just taken away from you. Like, you know what I mean? It just instantly. I don't. I honestly think that whoever gets put in that position is going to take the money. Real quick, I just want to let you guys know about Care Vitamins. They're another one of our new sponsors, and they're really neat. What they do is you do an online quiz. I did this quiz. It's fun to take. They ask you a lot of specific questions about yourself, and they send you personalized vitamin kits. It's like a daily pack that you take exactly what you need for the stuff you're looking to improve upon or the stuff you might have a deficiency in or aspects of your life you're trying to contribute to by taking vitamins and supplements. Some of them come in powder form. Some of them come in little bags of vitamins, but it's all dosed out for the day and it's very easy to do. It asks you simple questions that when you answer these, they tell you what vitamins to take. It's not like you're just wandering through the aisle of a vitamin store with these all these bottles of vitamins. What do I take? What do I take? They pick them for you. Take advantage of their special. It's a New Year's offer, 50% off your first month. Care of Vitamins. Just go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Challenge 50. Um, they're a really cool sponsor that I use. They sent me this stuff. I took the quiz. They've sent me the vitamins. I take vitamins anyway, but now I'm taking these as well, and they're great. So definitely check it out. Um, we really are, are into them. It's a it's a product that, yes, they're sponsoring the show, but I really, uh, really like what they're doing. It's actually filling a need that I've actually thought about for a while because I, I, I plead ignorance when it comes to a lot of these supplements and vitamins, and I'll try something. Did it really work? Doesn't that? Does it really do it? It says it does, but care of, make sure that you are good to go. And it's a monthly subscription vitamin service. They deliver completely personalized vitamins and supplements right to your door. 
it's people they love that moment and those headlines of you know everybody talking about i can't believe that moment but it's funny like hunter we've been talking about hunter technically won the season and we're having conversations on this podcast every week over whether he's really a champion or not and that should go without saying but it doesn't right so so what do you uh, think does does hunter does hunter did, did hunter win the challenge yes he did of course he did course it got overshadowed by his money being taken from him but yeah he absolutely won he was the absolutely a champion he made it to the final he finished the final first you're a champ look if you win I mean, an olympic medal when we win we don't make money we go to charity so to me i count it if you win an olympic medal and then on your way home from the party someone mugs you and steals your medal you're still an olympic champion that's how i think yeah right what's the what's the deciding moment of like who gets to choose like why did she get to make the decision 31 seconds 31 seconds wow which is i mean uh, from the time to run that's such a great area uh, human, human error I, could be human error. I, and I get it. He said some really nasty things about her, of course, inexcusable, for sure. But their their entire relationship is pretty volatile, and I don't know. It's a tough call. It's like, well, you shouldn't be saying those things. You really shouldn't. You really shouldn't. I mean, like, what are you thinking? Like, that's not okay. Is it? Does it? it yeah, like where is that? Where is that comment? Even if it's not five hundred thousand dollars on the line, because he obviously didn't know. But like, where is that comment gonna help you ever anywhere? Yeah, right. You know well, what I mean? mean? I mean, did he did he make the comments on that on that season? Yeah, it was so. yeah, yeah earlier on. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta you gotta know that that, that could be used against you later, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it's ugly. You shouldn't have said it. Yeah. I mean, but look, even if he hadn't said those things, would she have taken the money? I put my money on it. Yeah, because I put my money on it. But she just, it just made her that much. It made it that much easier for her to make that decision. Yeah. And I honestly think it's a terrible, what's well, not, a, it's a good problem to have, I guess. But look, if you put anybody in that situation, dude, they're going to take that money. Whether you need an excuse or not. You know, and it's just kind of like wah wah. Instead of Look, being like, yeah, he won. It's like, wow, poor guy. You know, but I guess not. I don't know. It depends how you look at it. Because you'd be like, well, he deserves it. He's a piece of shit. But I don't. Know. Everyone's gonna need the money for something. And it's like, it's like when it's like when people are like, I remember talking to Dario. He's like, well, if it's a choice between, you know. You know, the dad, the, the, the people with the kids versus the people without the kids. It's like, yeah, they got yeah. kids, but he's like, Everybody's I got $80,000 in debt. You know, it's like, I need the money too. Yeah, it's a tough call. I just think no matter who, who you put in that position, doesn't matter what the excuse is, they're going to take that money. Well, we're winding down here. Let's, uh, let's talk about the movie one more time. So, you know, this movie's coming out soon. And, you know, you just finished the wedding special. Hopefully there's some challenges in your near future as well. But what can we expect? Any, any rollout potentially with the movie? You're going to be doing any touring, any future interviews or appearances in conjunction with, with The Habit, Chris? I want to buy a mask. Well, um, well, that's one of the things we're working on. As soon as uh, Johnny finishes up the um, the final edit, he, uh, he, we got to do some reshoots for it. And once that's officially done, um, we're going to work on doing some screenings. 
And uh, from there, Johnny, uh, he's got big plans for it. I don't want to, you know, you know, jinx us or anything. But if all goes well, I think, uh, you know, it'll be on your TV soon. Um, but, hey, make sure you guys check out the trailer. Johnny just cut up a new one. It's really good. Very well. I don't know what to say. Johnny, jump in. We're going to blow it up. What do you mean? I got, I got like, I got... I got snippets. I got pictures. I got outtakes. I got it yeah. all. Yeah, we're gonna uh, blow it up. You guys like it? I'm, I'm extremely proud of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. With with the, with our well with our hundredth episode, you know, we want to we want to blow up as much of of uh, the habit as we can, you know, and uh, and oxymorons, which is uh, one of his uh, one of one of Johnny's um, one of his first movies, you know. So um, yeah. We want to we want to help a team up here for sure. Hell yeah! Think- well, okay. now, congratulations on the one hundredth podcast episode. We appreciate that, man. We honestly, That's we the, you're the perfect guest to have on this. We not a day goes by that we don't get asked. <laughs> How could you have a challenge podcast and not have CT on? You fucking amateurs! And so finally, we can put up our collective middle fingers to those people and say we did it. We were just waiting for a hundred episodes. CT's been calling us every week. Yeah. We we're like, wait till a hundred, brother. Yeah, I was you know I was I was building a hype for you guys. You know that ripple effect I was talking about. You know. No, we really appreciate really it, man. It um, one last <laughs> challenge question that's a fun one. We like to ask a lot of the vets on this show. Who among your, your co-workers slash colleagues of yesteryear, the OGs, if you will, that we haven't seen on the show, who would you most like to see back on the challenge one day, Chris? I would love to see the Miz back on this challenge. One more time, oh, man. Let's go. Yeah. I'll give him the method of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. He probably choked me out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome, yeah. brother. Uh, anything else left to say to the Challenge Maniacs before we let you go, Chris? Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Congratulations on the 100th episode. Uh, make sure you guys check out the uh, the Habit trailer. Uh, coming through with that you pretty soon. And, uh, guys, that was fun. Uh, well, any we can do it again soon. Anytime you want, anytime you want to talk about anything, we're here for you. And tell Lily we said thank you for uh, letting us borrow your husband, her husband. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Happy New Year, everybody. 2018 was an amazing first year for Challenge Mania, but it's 2019 now, and that means we are hitting the ground running and hitting the road for some new Challenge Mania live shows. Saturday, January 26th at Caroline's on Broadway in New York City. Our special guests are Marie Rhoda, Susie Meister, and Kenny Santucci. Tickets available at challengemania.live. Two weeks later on February 9th at the Chicago Improv at the Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, Illinois. Special guests are Weston Bergman, Nani Gonzalez, Melinda Collins, and Tori Hall. Tickets available for that at ChallengeManiaShy.com. That's ChallengeManiaCHI.com. Then, the following week, we head to the Lone Star State, Austin, Texas, on February the 16th. Our special guest joining us will be the final reckoning champ, Hunter Barfield, and fellow young buck, Nelson Thomas. More guests to be announced. Tickets are available for that at ChallengeManiaTX.com. We're really excited to get to meet even more of you Challenge Maniacs across the country in 2019. 
Do not wait to get your tickets for any of these shows. The meet and greet start at 1 p.m. The live shows start right after at 3 p.m. Challenge accepted. Um, all right, there he is, Mr. C.T. Tamborello. We appreciate him being so generous with his time there. And uh, thanks to Johnny Hickey as well for helping us, you know, we make sure we got this in for our 100th episode, for being on the line and lending a little bit of perspective uh, where he was able to as well. And uh, if you haven't heard his episodes on the Patreon, I encourage you to check that out. Uh, his life story is absolutely crazy. We obviously didn't get into too much of that here because this was a CT-centric episode. But Johnny, really interesting guy there too. But CT, brother, we finally made it happen. Thank you. Thank you, D. Yeah. Thank you, CT. Thank you, CT, man. Like he's, he's just not, you know, things change once you start having a a child and marriage and, you know what I mean? And all the TV stuff that he's doing. So, and, you know, like you said before, like he's not, he's not always like out there, you know, he's not all over social media. We talked about it in this podcast. He's a very, he, he plays it close to the vest. He's not out there overexposing himself. He's not commenting on everything. It's very, I mean, he has the social media channels with these huge followings. He doesn't use them the same way that like a, you know, a Jemmy or a Kayla or a me or a you use our social media. You know, he's not very direct to consumer. He's not very, you know, he's not very reachable, you know? We honestly have no idea how he spends his time. We just got a little bit of a glimpse into it. But, you know, so the idea that he was he was able to come on the show, talk to us for so long, um, and, and be so open about so many things, I mean, very cool. And it's not something that you hear every day, CT on a podcast. No offense to some of the people that do a lot of podcasts or come on our show all the time. We love them for it. But it's a different vibe. You know, we know, oh, we didn't get to that. We can ask him next time, you know. CT does not do a lot of interviews and we are honored that he gave us his time for our hundredth episode. Yeah, for sure. And you know, he heard like hundredth episode and we wanted to do it big and he was like all about it. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, he, he really is a great guy. And I love what he said about Veronica too. Yeah. You, know, you threw that quite, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, you throw in like the scary questions for me, right? I'm like, oh, don't, I don't want to lose my, you know, lose, you know, my friendship over this question because it's maybe almost like a gotcha question, you know? So I kind of like sweat bullets sometimes when Scott, you know, throws those out there, you know? And but it's okay. It's like, you know, the Veronica question, it's like, it's, it's legit, you know what I mean? Like, hey, what happened? But and his response was just kind of like blew me away, you know what I mean? He was just like, you know, a- opposite of like what we heard at like a reunion, right? Like where people were just like doubling down on what they said, you know? And he was just like, you know, just, it was just, you know, real classy about it, man. And, um, you know, I hope everyone, you know, got to see a different side of the big guy. I'm sure everyone loves him, you know, but I know that that was sort of, you know, like you know, now and then like looming, you know what I mean? Because I, you know, I was having trouble backing him up, you know, when the episode came out and stuff, but I really just liked what he, you know, how he came out yeah, with that. Yeah, know? for sure. He didn't run, run from any of the, the questions and, um, look, hopefully we'll be able to have him on again. I think now that we've kind of, you know, broken the ice here, he saw what a, what a harmless, uh, experience it was. Uh, hopefully he'll come on again down the line. He'll be able to open up to more of your questions. We, we kind of took, the questions just from the patients for this one. We wanted to keep it a surprise. Um, and so sorry that we weren't able to take more questions from some of you guys, but I think we naturally probably touched on a lot of stuff you guys would have wanted to hear about anyway. I can't promise he'll respond, but we still want to thank him just the same. So hit him up on Twitter at the official underscore CT and thank him for gracing us with his presence for the, uh, for the hundredth episode of challenge mania. Um, 
Before, check out that trailer. Yes, check out that check trailer. Check out the Habit trailer. And also, if you if you check that out, man, let him know that too. Let Johnny Hickey know yeah. that too. Um, you can you can hit up Johnny Hickey on Twitter. He is slightly more reachable, and so he is the Johnny Hickey on Twitter. And if you watch the trailer or you watch Oxymorons, definitely let him know that um, at the Johnny Hickey on Twitter. Um, I want to quickly tell you guys again about uh, Care of Vitamins, and then I want to get to some memories of our first hundred episodes, D. If that's cool with you. Um, this year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care Up's monthly subscription vitamin service. Whether you're focused on glowing skin, boosting your energy levels, getting more sleep, or generally just being healthy, build a vitamin routine that's made just for you. Care Up's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices. Only takes five minutes. 90% of people fall short of FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. It can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but Care Up makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest and a portion of every sale goes towards the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins, something that is very close to my heart at this exact moment right now. Um, guys, they're hooking you guys up with an amazing deal here. I'm talking 50% off your first month. It's a New Year's offer that will be going away soon. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Challenge 50, and uh, we're really excited to have them here um, because, like I said, I've been taking these vitamins, and I really love the... Uh, the, the process, the online quiz, and uh, getting stuff that I didn't even know I should be taking, and now I am, so it's really cool. Um, all right, speaking of making your life better, I know that a lot of people tell us quite a bit that Challenge Mania makes their life better, and there's nothing better than hearing that. Whenever you guys tell us, hey, we help you get through a long commute or a rough day at work or you're down in the dumps, but then that thing pops up on your iTunes or your Apple Podcasts and you see there's a new episode, it warms our heart every time. It never gets old. Keep letting us know if we are still making that happen for you guys. But let's go over some of these guests that we had in the past year, some favorite episodes, moments, uh, stuff that happened on the show. Um, and I know I hate to put you on the spot. I know I didn't prep you necessarily, D, but anything jump out at you as being highlights for you over the last year? Well, I, I think that there are so many. You know, every time we got like a guest that we were like, oh, we want to get that person on here. That you know, because every 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 guest we got sort of like made us stronger. You know what I mean? And so, you know, even just from the beginning, we've told this story before. Maybe it was just on the Patreon, you know what I mean? How this all started with just like, you know, Hunter, Hunter, ironically, Hunter was 99, you know, 99th episode and, and Tony. And they were like, totally, totally looking at this thing like a sport, like it's sports center, like we're in the office right now making acceptance speeches, putting putting black Zeus on my desk, black Zeus on my desk. You know what I mean? Fucking CT walking through the hallway with the habit mask on. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I wanted. I always wanted it to turn into, you know? Um, you know, I think the, the Challenge Mania Awards were, were a big deal, you know? And that just that just happened. They sort of get everyone involved, you know? Um, you know, including the Challenge Maniacs, obviously, you know? Um, and then, you know, but even, like, telling the story with Jordan, you know, at the beginning, telling, you know, telling everyone what the final was like. Episode and, 13, yeah, it was a good one. And, 13. See, I didn't even know that. And, uh, you know, getting to talk to my first professional football player that I borderline idolized growing up, who every now and then I, you know, exchange a, a tweet with. Episode you know, three, Sean Merriman. Uh, you know what I mean? That was that was all you right there, you know? Um, and that's kind of what I wanted the podcast to always be was like this 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 challenge version of sports center, you know, but at the same time with the silliness and the goofiness, but also, you know, the seriousness that comes with some of these storylines, you know? So I think, you know, with each, 
with each character, we're able to sort of get a lot of that, you know? And, and, and I just love, I, I just love like the, like the, like the, the Tony award, the, 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 the speech that he just gave he with the, with the tele- telepathy, you know, the Tony telepathy, like I did, like that's, that's the style that I love. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not that serious, but it's, it, it's fun, you know? So, um, I think each character sort of brings something different to the table, you know? Um, I don't know who's, who, what are some that stick out in your mind? You, like Ashley, Ashley Mitchell brings her pig on, yeah, you know, that was very fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How, hey, when are you going to get that? How are you going to get, you know, how does that happen? I'm, it doesn't uh, happen. I'm just people. going through actually here. I just went to <laughs> iTunes, the I, Apple podcast app. I went to available episodes, which you, I encourage anybody listening to this to do. I don't know if you guys know this. You can listen at any time to any episode of this podcast we've ever done. So even if you hopped on board late, you can go back and listen to some of these. You can relive them again. Um, if maybe you missed one along the way, go ahead. I encourage you to do so. But I'm just kind of scrolling through here. And our first crop of episodes, you know, ended up being, besides, you know, Sean Merriman, obviously, you know, a lot of people who ended up being favorites of the show who have come back multiple times, who have done our live shows, you know, the, you know, Tony, Jemmy, Hunter, Darrell, Kayla, um, Anissa, Brad. Um, and then you get some, some one and dones here that we haven't had back, but I'd love to have on again, your Tory deals, Jordan Wisely, Veronica Portillo. Then you got Emily Schramm in there. We had that first TJ interview it was really cool. Kind of bookending the year with TJ interviews. We had him very early in the year at, uh, on January 11th, 2018. And then we just had him as our first episode of the new year here. Very cool. Every time he comes on, um, we had our brain candy invasion podcast. We did on February 6th with the girls that obviously have, you know, come to do our show again and did our live show. Um, we had Cara for the first time on February 20th. She's obviously come on a ton. Our first episode with Marie was, uh, uh, episode 23. Then we had, you know, big easy. I thought was a fun episode. Uh, we had Devin for the first time. Then, uh, Cam Williams, Ashley Mitchell, as you mentioned, Leroy, who's only been on once, but I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, episode 32, I loved that episode. I thought we actually hit her, started to hit a stride around here. We had Leroy on. We had Nicole Zanata. I thought that was a great one. We had Devin Simone. That was fun playing matchmaker with her. Um, and then we had two two-part episodes that I think stand out to a lot of people last year as being highlights of the show. Uh, two with Abram and Kahuta all of which are very beloved and people really enjoyed. We had Louise on, we had Rogan, who I think surprised a lot of people, not people didn't know what they were getting into with that episode 46 jumps out to me for obvious reasons. You know, I'm a massive wrestling fan. Having the Miz on was really cool. Episode 46 there. That was a get that when we made that happen, we were very happy. We were very proud of how that episode came out. Uh, Shouts to the Miz. You're rocking the Miz t-shirt and our little uh, Legion of Doom cartoon there. Remember to check us out. We're watching the Royal Rumble with you guys on the 20th. 27th day after caroline's rsvp to challenge mania podcast at gmail.com kellyanne another good one see we're hitting our stride around here guests start to return shady shane comes back kayla comes back car maria comes back tony comes back and then episode 52 kind of a turning point in the challenge mr paulie calafiori comes on episode 52 before even stepping foot on the show for even a minute and now looking back, I mean, that was on June 25th. We're only about six, seven months later. And it seems like this guy's been in our life for 40 years at this point because uh, he made such a large impact in both good and bad ways. But um, he's appeared on the show a few times since. Did our, our live show up in Boston. Has obviously been making headlines recently. But um, very funny to think that June 25th, he had come on the show as someone, as a newbie, as somebody who we hadn't had on. Episode 54, Katie Cooley, very fun. She's going to be joining us in Texas. We cannot wait to talk to and see her again. That's on February 16th. Tickets on sale 
ChallengeManiaTX.com. Melissa Reeves, I really liked. That was a fun one. Episode 55. From that's Dubai. A, that's a, uh, a <laughs> polarizing episode for people. A lot of people didn't like thought I didn't like her or I was rude to her or something like that. But I love that episode. I thought she was really? hilarious. Uh, Sylvia, episode 57, I really liked. Uh, Gem Class comes back. Episode 60 with Kenny Santucci, I think, was uh, really fun for people who hadn't heard from him in a long time. Really excited to be able to meet and see him. At Caroline's January 26th, less than 20 tickets left, guys. If you do want to come and hang out with us, it's challengemania.live over there. Chuck Mowry, um, who we got to hang out with him in Atlanta, him and his lovely fiance Taylor. Um, he was episode 62, another guy who I think surprised us and made a lot of fans that day. Um, a two-part, this is a three-episode run here that I think a lot of people will remember. We had a two-parter with Weston Bergman, but we didn't run those two back-to-back. In the middle, we sandwiched them with Landon's episode. So mm. we had, we had on the 13th of August, Weston Part 1, on the 15th, Landon, and on the 20th, West Part 2. That was pretty awesome right there. Um, Trishel episode 67 was great. I loved her. Again, some old favorites coming back, Hunters and Brads and Chains. Angela Babbage for the first time on time on episode 69 i think a lot of people liked um melinda collins on episode 72 she's become a friend of the show she will be with us in chicago on february 9th get your tickets challengemaniachi.com Episode 74, one a lot of people will remember, and 75 was a great one. Episode 74, Johnny Bananas. Episode 75, Jenna Compono. Uh, Marie's back. Um, we do another one of our uh, we do another one of our Q and A episodes that we sprinkled in a couple times. Episode 78 was a good one. Remember, Rock the Vote with Rachel Robinson. Really proud of what we were able to do, getting a lot of people to vote mm-hmm. with that episode. That was a fun one. Uh, Melinda mm-hmm. Collins comes back. Episode 82, Nelson Thomas comes on the show and proves that you know you don't necessarily have to be best friends with us to be a guest on the show. He will also be with us in Texas on February the 9th, very ex- or February the 16th, I should say. Uh, get your tickets, challengemaniatx.com. Adam King, episode 84, uh, the one-year anniversary episode where you guys were our guests. I love that episode. I know that it wasn't necessarily a challenge star on that show, but you guys getting to call in and be a part of that episode, there was no better way to celebrate a year than to do that with you guys. Faith, another one surprising people. She was fantastic, episode 87. Jasmine, episode 89. Tori Hall, episode 90. Nehemiah, 91. Kaylee, 92. A lot of first-time guests coming in there uh, down the stretch. The nomination special with Susie was awesome. And, uh, of course, TJ Lavin returning for episode 94. Jemmy coming back for a two-parter. Natalie Negrodi returning. Marie was back. Hunter was back. And this episode 100, Mr. C.T. Tamburello. It only took one of you guys at least every single day of the last year begging us for us to have C.T. on, for us to finally do it. Guys, we were saving it for episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're gonna have to let me do. I gotta, I gotta run, take my son to basketball practice. But you're gonna have to let me do exactly what you just did, so I can give my thoughts on all this uh, on the next Patreon episode. You Perfect. gotta let me do it. Patreon.com/slash/challengemania is what he's talking about. And if you want to support the show at any level, is encouraged. But if you want the bonus content, it's the maniac level for fifteen dollars a month. Guys, you're you're getting bonus content. You're getting some cool stuff. We do contests over there. We give away a ton of stuff. But also, you help fund this project and keep these two shows for free on iTunes. And on that token, I want to say we're probably going to be scaling it back to one episode a week for the next few weeks. We're hitting the road. We've got New York. We've got Chicago. We. 
we've got uh, obviously Austin, Texas as well. And uh, we're, you know, uh, when the season picks up and when we get back from our tour, we'll probably pick it back up to two episodes. But for now, we're going to be doing the bonus podcast over at Patreon. And we're probably going to be doing one a week uh, next week, the following week, the week after that. So um, hopefully we've kept the content coming these last few weeks. We got you CT. We got you two this week. Next week is probably going to be one. But if you're in New York, that live podcast hopefully counts as a second for you. Same goes for Chicago. Same goes for Austin. We're really looking forward to meeting all you guys at those shows. Thank you so much for getting us to 100 episodes. I do it every episode, but especially here for episode 100. D, I will give you the last word as always. Yeah, like I said, I'm excited to do what you just did. I just feel like they, uh, each one of these podcasts has some sort of uh, – different sentimental value you know so when i heard you going through it it's like each one sort of had a different story a different meaning uh from where these people were coming from and our our friendship at that point and you know where they were going and if we'll ever see them on a challenge again you know what i mean so uh i i don't know i just feel like 100 episodes we're growing we're getting better and it's because of the challenge maniacs it's because of the patrons it's you know people showing up to these challenge mania live events in new york city it's going to be like a challenge mania live weekend so i hope to see everyone there hopefully you know we're able to also share a memory somewhere down the line uh, a drink a laugh whatever uh apologize for all my rambling i'm getting to basketball practice scott all right Good luck in practice, little D. Work on those free throws. See you guys. He's actually good at free throws. He's actually got to picked up his free throw game. See you guys. Go Q's. Way to take down the number one oh, team in the country. Oh, that was crazy. I saw yeah. that too. That's yeah. why everybody got the 100 episode a, a day early because I said if Q's wins, I'm putting the episode up. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think we would win. We were 18-point underdogs. But we pulled it out. You got your episode a day early. Don't say I'm not a man of my word. All right, guys. See you later. All right. See you. Peace. Thank you, guys. guys this ends your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future hey hiring managers reopening your small business and rebuilding your team can be tricky when 64 percent of furloughed workers don't plan to return to their previous employer if your workers don't come back snagajob is here to help use snagajob.com to handle your rehiring with access to 47 million hourly workers looking for service industry jobs like yours You'll save 25% each month with promo code PODCAST. Start hiring at snagajob.com today.